Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. The Jew Larry Fink's BlackRock Incorporated was founded in New York City in 1988. BlackRock is a hedge fund, a financial firm that invests the money of the very wealthy, performs many of the functions of a bank, such as creating derivative securities, which isn't much different from creating money like banks do, and using the power of their huge wealth under management, forcing the hands of the many, many companies whose shares they own to do their bidding in both the economic and political realms. National Vanguard writer Andrew Hamilton tells us, quote, Jews are heavily overrepresented in hedge fund management. More often than not, the privileged Jews turn around and use the vast wealth they've skimmed from the productive sector of the economy to advance anti-white, pro-Jewish, and left-wing causes, thereby harming America and the world in two ways. Economically, through callous and short-sighted market operations, and politically, through their quote-unquote philanthropy and lavish political donations. George Soros has done enormous harm to whites worldwide in this manner. Paul Singer is another such individual. He pushes homosexuality and other Jewish causes within the Republican Party and at elite gatherings in Davos, Switzerland, and other places. Unlike the so-called robber barons of yore, who in most cases were economically productive and innovative men, there is no media or academic crusade against today's robber barons. Despite their social and economic power and privilege, the names of hedge fund managers are virtually unknown, even to educated and informed people, never mind the general public. Close quote. Just one year after their founding, in 1989, BlackRock's assets under management, or AUM, were valued at $2.7 billion. Amazing how quickly these young Jewish entrepreneurs succeed. Couldn't be nepotism or any other kind of dirty deals, could it? Perish the thought. By the end of 1992, they managed $17 billion in assets. By the end of 1994, the figure was $53 billion. In 1999, their AUM was an astonishing $165 billion after just 11 years in business. Today, they hold an almost inconceivable $10 trillion portfolio. For those not used to dealing with such numbers, that's 
10,000 billions of dollars or 10 million millions of dollars. Let's think about that in perspective. That's the equivalent of 40% of the GDP of the United States. BlackRock manages 10 trillion and the gross domestic product of the United States in 2022 was just 25 trillion dollars. And BlackRock is just the largest of many such hedge funds operating in the United States. Add in all the other Jewish-run hedge funds and what percentage of the U.S. economy is being managed by Jews. It's got to be a lot more than half. And they're heavily in bed with the Federal Reserve, too. In 2020, BlackRock was chosen by the Fed to manage all its purchases of private corporate bonds, thereby closely interlocking the firm with the official Jewish ruling class of the United States. The Fed, whose stock is exclusively owned by largely Jewish private banks, ultimately controls all money creation in the U.S., in that way, diverting a huge revenue stream from the ever-helpless and ever-clueless white taxpayers into BlackRock's coffers. BlackRock has also been dubbed the world's biggest shadow bank. A shadow bank, as I discussed earlier on this program, is a legally questionable firm which performs many of the same functions as a bank, but due to Talmudically debatable legal loopholes, operates outside of normal banking regulations. Shades of Sam Bankman-Fried, except many, many thousands of times larger, and many, many thousands of times more closely linked to the banking system and the regime in Washington, which is in effect just another asset of said system, and thus far more likely to get away with all its far larger crimes and scams than was upstart Jew Bankman Freed. Speaking of Sam Bankman-Fried, who pretended he held Bitcoin purchased by his customers, but who really had stolen it for his own private profit and to shore up his fantastically unstable scams and frauds, BlackRock has now applied to the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, headed by another Jew, Gary Gensler, for permission to issue a supposedly Bitcoin-backed ETF, or exchange-traded fund, which, if approved, might help BlackRock to create quote-unquote paper Bitcoin and fraudulently manipulate the price of that pristine and scarce asset, just like other financial vultures have manipulated the 
precious metals market by creating paper gold and paper silver that is traded on the big New York and other stock exchanges. Some say now far in excess of the actual stock of those metals that actually exists in the real world. That's the kind of thing the Jews like to do. As I have shown you before on this program, let's also look at yet another reason why the Jews are strong enough to be a deadly threat to our people. And that reason is the power of money. Jews dominate the world of money in America. We have documented here that about 72% of the executive management of the Fed and of Wall Street banks and hedge funds and the regulatory agencies that are supposed to protect us from Wall Street are comprised of Jews, more than 3,000% higher than their proportion of the population. When low interest, or these days no interest or negative interest money is created by the Fed and by the banking system in the trillions upon trillions of dollars and at an ever-accelerating rate, who do you think gets this money first before it is invested and marked up and loan-sharked to the suckers further down the line? The people who are first in line for the newly created money, especially the bankers who created to begin with and their close associates, increase their wealth tremendously. One, because they get the money before prices are bid up by the market. And two, they get it at near zero cost. Who wouldn't want to invest in a hundred, a thousand different schemes, some of which will surely pay off big time, if the money is essentially free? Ordinary citizens never used to have such windfalls, and the stimulus money we've gotten recently is just a tiny eyedropper's worth compared to the ocean of dollars that the banks and major corporations that are in bed with them and the NGOs they fund have been awash in for many, many decades. This getting the money cheap and getting the money first is called the Cantillon effect from the 18th century French economist who first described an early version of the phenomenon. BlackRock is also one of the main pushers of so-called ESG on the investment world. ESG stands for Environmental Social Governance. And as we've proved on past American Dissident Voices programs, ESG resembles Communist China's social credit score that is given to every citizen and determines how he is regarded and treated by the regime and its affiliated capitalist businesses. Love the party and its agenda? Increase your score. Criticize the people with power and money? Crater your score. Long before you ever heard of ESG, 
it was adopted by major businesses and financial firms. Many, perhaps most of them now, have ESG sections on their websites and in their corporate reports. And more sinister, they also have ESG criteria they pledge to use when deciding with whom and on what terms they will do business. ESG dictates who can sell things online using the Jews' debit and credit card system. And, of course, our church's book publishing and distributing arm, Cosmotheist Books, has been repeatedly and consistently denied such services, despite an immaculate financial record and balance sheet. Even without those cards, though, you can still buy our books online using Bitcoin or cash or cash equivalents like checks and money orders. Even the world's richest man, outside the Rothschild family's empire anyway, Elon Musk, had to bow down to BlackRock and ESG. When he was planning to accept Bitcoin as payment for his Tesla automobiles a few years back, Musk got a personal call from BlackRock's Larry Fink, who, in a very anti-Bitcoin mode then, told him that the energy used to protect the world's most secure money network was somehow wasted and caused climate change. Even though, one, Christmas lights, two, the existing banking system, of which BlackRock is a part, and three, the very Jewish business of internet pornography, each use at least as much electricity as it takes to secure the Bitcoin network, and together use more than three times as much. Musk backed down. It's beyond interesting that BlackRock is now trying to create the nation's first Bitcoin ETF. And it will be even more interesting if they succeed after several other companies made pretty much exactly the same proposal and were rejected by the SEC over the last couple of years. Think is getting increasingly blatant about his power over businesses these days. Just a few days ago, at a New York Times-sponsored event, he came right out with it. When asked about corporate policies regarding race, diversity, sexual perverts, and self-mutilating transgender eunuchs, he stated, quote, Behaviors are going to have to change. You have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just about any way you want to say it, the composition of your team, you are going to be impacted. We're forcing behaviors. It has to be imbued in the culture of the firm. Behaviors across the entire firm and in every region have to be similar. And every citizen of the firm has to understand what are acceptable behaviors and what are 
unacceptable behaviors. Close quote. It doesn't get much more obvious than that. Now, do you understand why white people are so far losing the war that is being made on them? Do you see the gross imbalance in economic power? Now, do you understand why businesses, which it seemed only a few decades ago, just yesterday in terms of our lifetimes, were a force for responsibility and stability and sanity, have now become toxic centers of anti-white and anti-natal venom, totally in line with the Jewish anti-white genocidal agenda? Do you see how they are beholden to those who hold such a large proportion of their stock, and even in the case of non-stock companies, determine whether or not they can get credit or sell their products and services with the banking system's usury cards. Now, do you see the need, the absolute emergency crying need to begin immediately to build a new community outside of Jewish control, to build and grow and support the National Alliance. If you do, I urge you to write us immediately, either by postal mail at Box 4, Mountain City, Tennessee, 37683, USA. That's by postal mail at National Alliance, Box 4, Mountain City, Tennessee, 37683, USA. Or by writing to us using the contact form on nationalvanguard.org. That's all one word, nationalvanguard.org. Until next time, this is Kevin Alfred Strom reminding you of the words of Richard Berkeley Cotton. Freedom is not free. Free men are not equal. And equal men are not free. <laughs> ¶¶